and welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of walking in a puddle with your socks on. It's just because then they're they're wet. Um, All right, okay. I just, but I but I've got shoes wet. on top of my socks. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. But I do though. Not in this thing. No, I've taken them. Yeah, I've you seen, weren't that specific. You, you I've said seen everything. With, with socks on. And I was like, yeah. yeah. And then shoes on I've top poured. of those socks. Oh, that would be so good. The next the next prank I'm gonna do on you, I'm gonna get a funneled like a like a like a Pyrex jug with a funnel neck and pour water into your shoes. That would be you're, good. You're never get you're never gonna get the window of opportunity to do that. That would be really good. <laughs> Actually, can you I? See, can you get? Can next... you set me that challenge? Can you set me that challenge? Because I would like to try and do that. I, you, honestly, no. you, you, this—that is a red rag to a bull, mate. If you by you saying that to me, <laughs> are you, are you, I was gonna make you... it worse. I was gonna say something worse, but I, well, I, I won't then, say. Go on, it. Then. I won't say. Go on, mate. I'm a well, no. What, 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 what I was gonna say is, you, you, you teed up with the next prank I'm gonna do. You don't prank me. When do was I the last know, time mate? you actually pulled a prank on me? I don't really anymore, do I? No. I used to I went through a phase of answering the door naked to you. That oh was, yeah. That was fun. Did you I'd like just that? Burnt, I'd I'd burnt that out of my memory, <laughs> but you just brought that right back. I did it I did it once in my big pants, didn't I? What was re- what was really uh, one was like, what was in, really worrying it with, is, is that is that it was my front door. Yeah, I just arrived. Just yeah, that's what was really funny. Give the neighbor a give the neighbor a shock. Fucking hell. Maddie's left the lights on outside. Jesus. I say Maddie's left them on. I turned them on. Someone right, them okay. <laughs> Literally, though, some of them are off and some of them are on again. I'm not going to I'm not gonna go outside and turn them off again. Oh, you can do it later. Can I? Yeah, you can do it later. I'm going to te- text her whilst um, whilst we chat. How have you been? I feel like I've not seen you. Oh, how was your gig the other night? Tell me about that. Ooh, it was nice. Gig. It was fun, yeah. Yeah? It was fun. I was invited to play... Uh, a uh, little chamber music concert was a octet, a string octet by Mendelssohn, which is an absolutely banging piece of music. It's one of it's one of my favorites, and um, basically they'd they'd booked a a London Symphony Orchestra violinist to come and play it, and unfortunately they got COVID, and oh no. so um, the lead the leader was a was a um, previous teacher of mine, and so he sent me an email going, uh, "Do you want to do this LSO violinist has dropped out?" I got to know all the players, uh, players in there. There's the other London Symphony Orchestra players, other session musicians working at Abbey Road and things like that. It was just a great group of people, and it was nice. in a, it was in a microbrewery in North London. So that's a small brewery, isn't it? That's a tiny little brewery. Yeah, a tiny little brewery, and we got I got unlimited free beers and pizza. It was great. Excellent, and uh, and and so and, and what 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 kind of beers are we talking here, mate? Like it's all good oh. the music, but what kind? Of, oh, Maddie's bless her. She's gone. IPAs. Out. She's going out to get ah, uh, yeah. You've got to turn them out at the sw- the plug. She's looking at the Christmas lights. Hang on, uh, I just give her a clue. Did you put Christmas lights up outside? I did. Yeah. Do you want me to oh, turn the nice. camera around so you can? No, see I don't care that much. I'm just you got uh, to, darling. <laughs> like, darling, you got to follow the cable. Follow the cable to the plug. This is great. This is great. This is great podcasting. It Hang is. On. It is. Well, yeah. I've, she's she's gone out of frame, so hopefully the lights are going to turn out oh, just you know just, just here while, we go just while we're waiting i know we're just talking about you oh there he is you back on the juice again oh lights are out lights are gone mate that's you like fifth gin and tonic today can you just slow down a bit it's just too damn refreshing mate no, i can't it's not how are you having a pop at this time of night 
I call them I call them pops. Um, no, you don't. No, I know I do. I do. I've started. I quite you like. You spend too much them time pops. in America. I know, but that's it. it that's it, atrocious. Canadian Canadians actually. It was two Canadians that I worked with. They called them pop, and it was delightful. Um, anyway, we've gone through. We're on like fucking mastermind this show. We've got the lights. We've got the the pop. You you were talking about the microbrewery, and you had some IPAs and limited pizzas. I did. Oh, I had some. I had some IPAs. It was great. Is that sufficient payment, though, Alex, to a musician of your caliber? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't know what kind of what kind of gig it was, but it was it, it was essentially the, the the equivalent of a group of people getting together and having a jam. Yeah. So it was oh, not cool. it was not a professional engagement. I would not class it as you know working for free and going oh you shouldn't work for free or you shouldn't work for exposure or beer and pizza well, it, it, it didn't you, it didn't it didn't seem like it didn't feel like that at all you you often work and expose yourself whilst you play as well so that's quite nice yeah, absolutely yeah. it's where it's how i've gotten to where i am today i see you up on i.e. sitting on a podcast with you <laughs> i see you up on a stage in shorts play. oh actually that's a good that's a good mark of how of how posh the gig was i'm using the word posh because i can't think of another word were you wearing a tuxedo no. What were you wearing when you were playing? I was wearing, you know that, you know that fat face jumper that you quite like. Uh, I think so. Have you got it there? No, I'm not. I'm not wearing it go, now. No. Go, go, go get it. I'm not. I'm not going to go get it. <laughs> There's only it. so much of like meandering I'm willing to do in this preamble. You've got. Of the you podcast. have got quite. You have got some quite nice clothes though. What's the nicest clothes right. you've ever played your violin? Oh in? my days. <laughs> Well, I bought myself a new. I got. I bought myself a new dinner suit last year, Calm is what I did. Did you? Yes. I did. Yeah. <laughs> to take yourself to dinner with a dinner no, suit. A dinner suit. No, that's what you play in most yeah, of the time we, for like these orchestral concerts. A wee dinner suit. I just, I'll be, it's just I'll funny, be playing in it. it. I'll be playing it on Tuesday at Queens Club. Oh, very good. Are you playing at Queens Club on Tuesday? Well, yeah. Uh, not. Well, not be why you said that. Hey, not, <laughs> you're not, not playing tennis, tennis in your dinner suit. No, I'm not. No. Uh. I can say this now. I used to live there. That was my old address. Yes, I know. That's why. That's why I brought it up. I'll tell you who didn't make the suit though. Andy Murray. No, it wasn't. No, I was saying it's not. It's not a Gucci. Oh, suit. Oh, are you? Tr- I knew you were trying to do this segue. That was piss poor patter. That was from oh. the highest order. Well, I well I had to shut it down because everything else was getting house getting of fat shanked. face. House of fat face. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, of North course, Street. we are not a music and movies podcast. We are, of course, a house of Gucci podcast. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Well, I, and I think that's quite appropriate because it's funny. We um, like, and we were chatting around this ladies and gentlemen so so we started doing this podcast because we have a, a deep and dire passion for not just composers and music and, and 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 scores of films and our favorite films but also we i personally have a huge love of soundtracks in movies and, and how yeah. they're used really effectively and and i think they they hold it holds a really special place in my heart remembering some of my most favorite movies and knowing exactly the moment that a particular song yeah. is about to start playing like i don't I, just... I don't to be fair you got me into the genre oh really yeah, yeah i had no i had no idea i think we got each other into that genre like we are the kind of the yin and the yang of that thing like the score you know the i'm being sarcastic right? thing no no you know you, i'm you, being you, you, you like like unbelievably that ironic though. yeah but i don't actually like it. anything that you didn't uh, you didn't introduce me to cal well you i don't do know i don't like... know many people know that but you do like the Suicide Squad soundtrack, though, don't you? Because it is quite good. What what it's... Suicide Squad soundtrack? Well, here we go, Alex. Oh right, okay. Here we go. This now I was waiting for this movie to come out before we played this fun game. Um, oh okay. But yeah, you. But you would admit the Suicide Squad soundtrack is good. Which one? Wouldn't you? Well, no, but it doesn't like I. I'm I. I just answer the question. 
just answer the question. the question. Just answer the question. Yes. You would admit it's good. Yes, you I did. would. I thought the Jared Leto and Will Smith one was great too. Yeah, you're right. It was good. The soundtrack, yeah. Yeah, it was great, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And the movie yeah, it was a great. It was a great playlist. You really liked the movie though, didn't you? The Suicide Squad movie. Didn't I, you? I didn't. I didn't actually. You didn't like James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Not as much as you that did. Is, Pow, is, got you. Why did did you not like the James Gunn's The Suicide? Squad? Oh my god. Um. No, but but sorry. We're doing a, we're doing a piece on why we enjoy these movies and i think what's interesting about house of gucci which is what we're doing this week is i think we recognize that the score was there i mean there was fragrance of score um you know there was a composer obviously attached attached to it um a mr harry gregson williams i was gonna say yeah i did recognize but but like there wasn't really much on it if, I, if i'm honest like i didn't feel it was a huge amount there that was yeah kind of... i kind of i kind of i hit a little bit of a ah moment when i was watching the movie and i realized oh i'm not really hearing much like scored stuff here yeah like no, not not either. a huge amount that's jumping off the screen to me oh it's fine it's fine i'll go i'll go and listen to the soundtrack after i'll go and listen to the original soundtrack after i'll do it on the train i'll do it out when i'm walking between students whatever i'll, I'll, I'll find it it's nowhere to be found. No, it's not. You, it's you nowhere to be find. found. So, so, so this, and I think it's because the movie's pretty new, right? So it's, it's just come out recently, and we want to be able to look at this stuff, but we can't really. So we can't. We we're de- too hot off the press. So, so then we default to we default to, and we go well. In which case, we just go to our memories. But I couldn't really remember it, and not because it was bad, no. but because my love of scored uh, sorry soundtrack movies is because i've watched it time and time again i love the music at the movie and therefore i love the music and the accompaniment like it's part of the parcel yeah because i've only watched audio visual exactly because i've only watched this movie once i feel it's pretty fair for us to go look we're pretty thin on the ground for music facts this week so we're not a music and movies podcast no no Um, we're just a lady gaga house of gucci we are uh, a podcast but, but I, I do, you know, Alex, you did find the list of the songs and they, they've kind of, I've got roughly when they came up and I, I want to talk, there is, there is one or two that I do want to talk about. And I, oh, I want to talk about fantastic. them. I, I, I guess just more like why they were good and, and, and why the inclusion was, was there and why it was great. Ah, cool. So we're not completely losing our mission statement no, then. No, we're definitely not. But again, as, as per usual, we're going to, we're going to leave that till, till near the end of the review before <laughs> we really dive into the music. Yeah. Um, we'll leave that until we've realized that we've gone on too long. Yeah, exactly. Do, let's so let's go through this movie um now i was when i saw the trailers for this movie i didn't think it was my sort of film um i was i was a little bit ambivalent to it although the the cast was amazing um do we want to start there do we want to start with the cast yeah yeah i think we should yeah yeah which can we you know can we just say nine out of ten casting right Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. I wonder where that extra one. Um, let's let's goes. let's not let, let's okay. Let's let's, so, let's, okay, not, we'll, let's we'll, not get we'll warm to that up. One. We'll warm up. We'll warm up. Yeah, to yeah. Again. Um, Angelina Jolie, Anne Hathaway, Marianne Cotillard, um, Penelope Cruz, Margot Robbie, N- Natalie Portman were all. They were all fantastic. They were all. They were all considered for the role of Patricia. Reggiani. Oh, I see. They weren't in the movie. Oh, okay. No, they were. They weren't in the movie. No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, you I wasn't paying so, attention. No, you are so stupid, though. If you like, that is really a stupid thing to say. Yeah, Unbelievable. It is, it is. It is. I am ashamed. Can you stop? Please? Okay, fine. Just stop. stop. I forgot. You, I forgot. I forgot the you're the funny are, one. People are fucking listening. Right. Okay. <laughs> Lady. Now, 
what do you, I mean, and I've got some other casting for some of the other roles for the male parts, but let, let's focus in on Lady Gaga because she went method for this. I don't know if you know. She, yeah, I heard stuff. Yeah, she says, what did you hear? So, what did oh, I hear? I heard what you told me. Okay, was that it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, she, so she basically sustained, uh, you know, a kind of a faux pas Italian accent for, I mean, at least nine to ten months, I think, throughout the production of this, like yeah. in role, properly kept it on. And I, do you know, I was thinking about this, right? Like, I like doing accents. I wouldn't say I'm a natural mimic, but but, but I, I like doing Horse an shit. I, yes, I, you would. That's I like know. the first thing you tell people when they meet you. I like doing an accent, I tell you. I really do. Oh, no, God, not that one. Um. Okay, so... Basically, what you gotta understand, no, I'm joking. I'm nah. but, 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 but like, I, I think the interesting thing around that idea that she kept in the accent. Oh, now if we watch this movie and it flopped and she wasn't that great in that performance, it it's basically a Jared Leto, isn't it? It's the all method and no payoff, and kind you've got to, you've got to deliver. And obviously, she she delivered. But oh I yeah. Actually, but I actually, in some ways, I like I kind of get it. And I think if, if someone said to me, like, you're going to play that role, you're going to have that accent, it probably would be fucking helpful just to keep in that accent yeah, throughout probably. the entirety. Probably. Because, like, consistency. Can, yeah, that consistency and, and, like, and like you know, not just consistency with yourself and your embodiment of the accents, but consistency throughout the production of the movie. Because, like, you know, I, I, I can't remember who it was that's told me this. There's a, there's a film... Um, I'm pretty sure it's a Christian Bale. I think it's one of the Batman films. I think it's Batman Begins. And someone said this to me. He said, have you ever noticed that the end of Batman Begins, his American accent's a lot better than at the start because they shot a lot of it in chronological order. And oh, he right. was growing okay. his head. And I was like, and it was only when someone said that to me, I was like, wait a minute. That's probably happened so many fucking times in movies. Is Christian Bale's accent not good at the beginning of Batman Begins? No, 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 it's not not good. It's just relatively, like, it's clunkier. Like, I, I remember watching someone, like, do a thing on this. There's a YouTube video about it. You can go oh, find okay. it. Oh, okay. That's but, interesting. But, I'd but, watch but, that. But, but watch... Um, or it, it might not have been that one. It might have been, an, oh, it might have been American Hustle. Ah, oh, shit. What one was it? Anyway, the point is, it's, like, still a valid point. Right, okay. In the... The, the, like that no, notably does happen for 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 characters like um for for actors character actors they they will like slowly seep themselves into the roles throughout right throughout okay time. um and so that you know that that's that's something that's that's always interesting me and I guess that like, that sort of stuff probably happens in like TV series as well you know people who are sustaining an accent for like years on end and when they started it's nowhere near as you know etc um but but she really threw herself into the role I thought it was the subtleties that she brought to the role that were yeah. absolutely captivating. Like she was yeah. seen stealing when she was there. Oh, absolutely. And, she owned every room she walked into. And, and it was the subtleties around, like it was, it was so delicate. Some things that she would do. And what was amazing was the audience picked up on everything as she yeah. was picking up on stuff. And I guess like that's partly the writing, partly obviously Ridley Scott and, and how he directed. And I, and I want to talk about the relationship between Ridley Scott and Lady Gaga in a second. But also, you know, largely the majority of that is 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 down to how she acted in those sequences and those scenes. You know, like the 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 like the example that I take is, and again it's gonna go full spoilers, but when um I forget the the name um Rodolfo Gucci dies. Yeah. Um, and the signature isn't put on the last will and testament. 
you can see her face. She has her face doesn't move. Yeah. But you can see, and I think it's down to how the camera has, lingers on her. Her 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 whole world is crashing because this signature is 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 a fucking big deal. Yeah. And you can also think you you even before they show the signature on the um on the picture on the picture yeah, yeah. you know in the in, the, in the, the the immediate following scene you can see the all she is thinking about is well hang on a minute yeah all i need to do here is forge this signature and yes. the only person the only person who would know is this guy to my right yeah no and you absolutely know that's absolutely. going through her head no 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 i yes and the the acting in that scene is delivering that. But the other thing that was also delivering that to give to play a little bit of devil's advocate here is the very very ham fisted way it shoved into your face very early in the movie that she's good at forging signatures. By the way, nudge mm. nudge, wink mm. wink, it, it is really really like oh I wonder if that's gonna come back at some point in the movie. Did you not yeah. think when it when it when it happened in her father's office and she's and she signs a check and 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 gives it to him and he's like oh yes just like mine well done yeah and I'm like yeah. right yeah that's not gonna come that so, skill's so, not gonna come back in this so movie it's really, at all so it's actually funny that I wasn't thinking that at the oh time. really no I wasn't oh, okay um, I, and actually I I must have missed that totally. that hit me like a ton of bricks when, did it, when did that it? happened it must yeah. have missed me. I mean like I guess it goes back to the whole thing of like how much of this story did you know before I knew none of it no I mean and it was I mean, fascinating yeah it is and I like it and, and, and I've got a few little changes to history as to what happened so I can talk a little bit about that. Oh, fantastic! Um, if if you're interested, a little bit later. Uh, but I mean, I'm just just staying on Lady Gaga. Like, the, I think she she is just. I, I remember when she broke out. I mean, like she's she's an interesting one because when she broke out into like mainline mainstream media, it was through her music, hugely yeah. controversial character. Yeah, and, definitely. And gen- generally, people didn't like her when she first came around. I know I was a bit like, who the hell yeah. is this? And I believe the jury's still out whether or not she has a penis or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember, remember that. that? <laughs> yeah, I do. But then, but then even still, like when she started properly acting, like I remember some of her first roles were things like American Horror Story and stuff. Yeah. And then obviously, just recently, we saw her in A Star is Born. Now, her in A, a Star is Born was amazing. Oh, but yeah, she was this, stunning in that. You know, like this is like Oscar worthy. Right. Yeah, I know. A Star is Born, and I think it's partly due to the genre of that movie. It very much felt like Lady Gaga giving a good performance, but it still felt like Lady Gaga do in a movie. It felt like the natural first movie. Natural first, yeah, no, for, for someone like Lady Gaga. Whereas this role felt like mature, yeah, and well thought out, and well, incredibly and, and, well executed. And that's what as I was, well. and that's I guess that's what I'm trying to say here, right? When I list off people like Angelina Jolie and Hathaway, Mary, you know, what I mean, like Penelope Cruz. These, these yeah. are, these are, they are that they're they're your A-listers, right? I've literally listed off all your A-listers, and she felt at home there. And do you and, think and any think of the there. any any of the that list could have done a better job? Because I don't think so. I think I was. I don't know, maybe Penelope Cruz? Oh, I was going to say Marianne Cotillard. I can't pronounce her surname, but I think I think maybe her. Um, I thought that was Mar- pretty good. Ma- 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 Margot Robbie, maybe? Uh, that, that feels a bit on the nose, yeah. nose for me. It's a bit, yeah. Maybe that's unfair, unfair, unfair of Margot Robbie, but... Yeah. 
Natalie Portman. I see what you're saying. No, I think I think Marion Cotillard would, would have been would have been um, would have been the best. I think. I think she's awesome. I, mean, I think I, she's. I think she's. Yeah, yeah, she is. She, she's and a great she, actress. She, and she, pl- I think she plays that kind of sinister role quite well. Like it's almost typecasting. I think, and you know, like she played that role in Inception and Batman. Um, what the fucking the Dark Knights coming yeah, back yeah. To, to haunt you. And so, um, <laughs> yeah. but like. I I thought that that yeah anyway um and then j- the last thing I'll say on her is like you know she she the now Lady Gaga's now famous line father son and house of Gucci yeah yeah um which I I hated in the trailer and I hated in the film oh really I, I was uh, a bit like Phew. I hated um, it I hated it in the trailer but I was I was won over in the movie I was like, you, no yeah. it works it works I guess it actually it does work in the context of the movie it, I think about and it, it works yeah. in the context of the conversation and who she's having the the conversation with i.e. the family clown yeah yeah um but uh it was actually improvised that scene um, oh, okay cool so it was confirmed during press leading up to the release um of the film as the line became quite popular from the original trailer um, right okay so yeah it was it was, it was quite interesting quite Good. interesting that sort of stuff nice, um, nice, nice. now now i talked a little bit about ridley scott um because actually lady gaga kind of basically stated that working with ridley scott and house of gucci was the best experience she has ever had with a director Ooh. and to, to quote her she says i've never had a better experience with a director he loves take art- that bradley cooper he loves artists and some directors don't they love themselves now <laughs> take I, that bradley I cooper. Know, <laughs> i know i know i know right but like it's interesting, right? Because like Ridley Scott, he's been like pushed to say a lot of things. Obviously, you've seen recently, like he's been properly egged on to have an opinion on oh, superhero movies. Oh and god, stuff that like was this. an absolute joke recently. Like, ex- oh, exactly. Millennials don't have the attention span. Oh. Exactly. No, but like I think he was coaxed into saying that. No, he was. Like, he, and, and, he, the the bear was prodded. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, what do you think this guy's gonna say? Like, if you looked at House of Gucci, you know, like, and obviously, like, what's the problem Ridley Scott is having is the last duel is just getting nothing like it's getting no attention right? Do you know it's just it's literally just been released on disney plus has it really the last like, year it, it's on it's on there i i, I went on there because i was uh, gonna put hawkeye on and it was right there up top on the banner oh, so i was like oh shit i'm watching I'm that gonna sit and watch that tonight god we could have done that from moving forward i we i mean we could just into that but like it's a weird one right because like I, it makes sense like why i don't know like if you're putting on disney plus and you're and you're working in that production range like if you're work like if if you were working with someone like A24 Studios or someone yeah. like this, they would market that film in a totally different way. Yeah. They would do totally different things with that movie. Or if you were going, you know, if you were going with like, I don't know, Universal or something like this. But the fact that you're kind of going down that like Disney route and that Disney production distribution route, like you've kind of got to get in line because that's yeah, not yeah, yeah. really in the wheelhouse of these things. So being asked no, that not. question, like it is relatively appropriate but what do you expect him to say? Like the guy's like an artist. Like what? What's he gonna say? He's hardly gonna go like, "Oh, my favorite's actually Ant Man." Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, exactly. it's one of the it's one of these things where and you know, and like back to the original quote, like, "Oh yeah, hey, like it's funny around the whole Bradley Cooper thing," as you as you say. But like, I do recognize the relevance of that quote within this movie because I think Ridley Scott treated Lady Gaga on screen with so much respect. Oh God, yeah. I mean, she was like forefront leading lady badass Uh and and the movie was all about her now do you know the reason there was a there was a biggest thing that happened without her and it was it was in the last third of the movie there was a series of sequences and what happened right was was really interesting you didn't see her for quite a while 
it was only focused on Adam Driver's story for yeah, a good yeah, yeah. section of the movie. And it was noticeable that she wasn't there. I was thinking, oh, when's yeah, she coming back? Right. When's she going to come back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when she did come back, there was a subtle change to her, like her persona as a character. She slowly, and it was obviously because of who she was affiliated with, there was almost a slight element of comedy to her role because it was the farcical nature of what they were trying to do and having him killed. Yeah. But, but, but. Well, I, she went mental. Yeah, exactly. And and the way that he like exposed that light almost was like there was like the first her and there was the second her. And I yeah. think that's so excellent. Like I think that's so great to, to as a director to be able to like do that and to like, to bring them bring that character in and out and give them the attention when they need it not. Anyway, I I I thought it was a really great synergy and it really came out on the screen. Yeah. So um, should should we should we talk about the other leading character then? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it. Um Adam Driver mm, mm. Uh, playing, well, Mr. Gucci, shall yeah. we call him? Yeah. What's his first name? What's his bloody first name? Uh, was it Mar- Mar- Maurizio? Oh, yeah, Maurizio. Maurizio, Maurizio Gucci. Yeah. I thought he was wonderful. Yeah, he was awesome. Do you know what? I don't know if I've seen that many Adam Driver movies where he's not very serious and moody. Mm, Do you know mm. what I mean? So, and in so this the, one, and then in this one, he had moments of being serious and stuff, but there there was a lot of charm in his performance, yeah. and oh, he had yeah. such an infectious smile. I don't know he why did. I'm like fixating on this, but there's like a few moments where he's smiling, and I'm like, oh, that's like about one of the most adorable, most adorable things I've ever seen in my well, life. He's one of these guys who like I think I think it's interesting, right? Like I've often thought this about him. Like he's not conventionally good looking, but he's very, very. I think him and Lady Gaga are quite interesting because they're not. They're both of them are not conventionally good looking. Like if you just take their faces, they're quite normal, just faces. They're not like Brad Pitt or like supermodel faces. But what's interesting I don't know, I about Lady Gaga's pretty like No no she's 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 very pretty, right? But what makes her beautiful is like the entire package. Like I think she's got a, a stunning figure. Like I think she holds herself very well. I think the way oh, that she like do you know what I mean? Like spades of confidence. It, it's the confident you're right. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and and I, and I think that's what it is. And I think if you appropriate that towards Adam Driver, it's the same thing. It's the fact that he's this big you know like he's got a wingspan like the guy does does the machine isn't yeah we we've and seen the, we all seen you with your top off in star wars and it's mate. the it's the way that he kind of like holds himself where you're kind of like that's like he's a good looking bloke but like Built. if you just if you, but if you if you put that head on like a body that was just like a normal sort of like bod you'd be like hey he's just a bloke isn't he like I, i've often thought that they're they're sort of like there's celebrities that like are beautiful regardless of, of what role they're in how they look where they are etc whereas like they, they were tarted up to the max the two of them like they were glor like well i mean gorgeous, it's a movie it's people. a movie called the house of gucci i mean yeah. what are you, what are you yeah. gonna get yeah exactly um so two other people that could have been in that role christian bale and chris evans apparently oh. were um, yeah potentially gonna be there's a few Ooh. facts around what that would have been i mean chris evans i yeah from like looks but that would have been weird that accent well i mean you say you say that but i wonder if before this you would have thought that adam driver could have pulled off that accent because he mm. did it yeah, was really good it was it was really good yeah yeah um and it's, it's interesting right like we talk about adam driver and seeing him in serious roles like i do think one of his you know he, he very much shot to the household name because of star wars but yeah if you watched him in girls um i didn't watch girls all the way through but I no, I've never like, seen any of girls. Yeah, I, wa- I watch snippets of it, and he is like he's novel. 
he's totally unique in that. Yeah. Like there's no characters that are and he's yeah, he's a he's a real enigma character. Like he's so okay. nuanced. It's it's like it's almost like uncomfortable to watch him, but you want to keep watching him. Like nice. it's a really bizarre role that he plays in that that and nice. um and like alongside um what's her what's the what's she called who created Lena Dunham? Yeah, yeah. Long, like the two of them together are actually really like it's really like uncomfortable to watch, and it's like oh yeah, I kind of watch I kind of want to watch it again. Yeah, no, me actually. too. You're kind of so selling it. But it's, what's it's really one. interesting is I'm 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 drawing a lot of parallels. What, what from what you're describing to uh Maurizio yeah in, yeah, yeah in this movie because he starts off the movie kind of like the outlier of the family he doesn't really want much to do with it and he, it's like he, he he gets dragged back into the fold kicking and screaming yeah. by his wife type yeah. thing but then by the end of it you sort of get the impression that he it was kind of inevitable and he was always gonna end up being a Gucci and you know subject to the the glamour and the whims and the and the excess and all of those things yeah i don't i don't know i mean i was it's an interesting point like would it's it's like it's a classic scorpion and the frog fable here like yeah, yeah, where, yeah. where you know was he was he always a scorpion or or was he or was he the frog you know was he just looking just to to get on in life and i i wouldn't have i think so, so your point that you said is what I don't, I don't agree with, which is he was always going to go back to being in the Gucci's regardless. Like he was always a Gucci. I yeah. think if it wasn't for her, he would have just been quite happy living his life out as a lawyer. I, no, but I think both are true. Mm. If, I, I think both are true because it, who he is right at the end of the movie, it's like, it's like he's getting but I think pulled he had in to, two different directions. Yeah, but I think he had to be who he was at the end of the movie in retaliation to the events that took place. Like, I think he was forced to take on that persona, and I don't think that was him. Like, right. and I think even up until the end of the movie, like, like how he dies, like, how he, how he, how, and, and let me, let me put it to you this way, right? How he dies is, and how they make the movie is that he starts by getting on his bike and going for a wee cycle and just taking, I mean, keeping himself to himself and going to the library, right? That's how it starts, okay? But you know uh, that's a flash forward, right? It is. That's the point I'm trying yeah. to make. But it's a flash forward. But the next sequence you see him in, he's in a nightclub, and he's very gawky and awkward, and he's weird. Now, I didn't know it was a flash forward. I thought it was just, that was him at the start, and then this is it going forward again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so the point I'm trying to make is, how you are introduced to him at the start is he's a quiet, keeps himself to himself, isn't overly flamboyant, overly ambitious, not a Gucci. Yeah. And you see that, and then it, it loops back around to him at the end. He he isn't a Gucci at heart, and you're reminded of what he was like when you first were introduced to him, which was, in your mind, just a quiet, everyday kind of guy who just rides yeah. a bike. You see what I'm saying? And so I think that I don't think there ever was like a real intention for him to probably be that kind of like animalistic person that he had to be in the end yeah i don't know i don't know i think i think there's there's a lot there's a lot of layers there because after all he did not bat an eyelid before telling her that his name was gucci like mm. he just dropped that like it was hot yeah yeah but but again i i think that's a, that's the naivety and the innocence of it like he doesn't really understand the compounding nature of what that does and what that will mean right, yeah, yeah. um i i just i don't think that's i think that's just done out of like you know it's yeah that's my name you know in the same way that 
I guess you wouldn't. Well, no, but exactly. I mean, it's the same way that you would just say your surname to somebody without without knowing, and and it, like the implications don't mean something to you, but it clearly it maybe be, means something. Don't mean much to much people. I don't. Yeah, think. I know. <laughs> well, your first name doesn't mean much to anyone. You you just don't mean much to anyone, mate. It's what what's a more, what what genuinely as slight slight segue here? What's a more common just nothing name, Alex or Callum? Because well, they're both I fairly think, nothing, aren't they? Though they are nothing. So, so my thoughts are that Callum is like a proper schemey name. Like it's like, oh, Callum, oh, come and get your kids. Like it's like it's like a, I hate it. It's like it's honestly it's a detritus <laughs> style name in Scotland. Like it is. It's just is like, it? like oh, I've I hate never, it. I've where, never where is, but, but the thing is though, like at my work, there's a, like there's about eleven Alexes. Like Alex is just so commonplace really? for our generation. Like I think it's Alex weird is just though, but there standard. were. Do you know what though? There weren't any Alexes apart from me in school. Genuinely. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Like genuinely, yeah. there weren't. Big school. Mm-hmm. Six Callums in my year. <laughs> Six cows in your year, yeah. So who's common now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but as I'm saying, it always was. Yeah, but yeah. Like I think it's just, a, yeah. I hear you. Like it's fine. Um, just there weren't on, any Maurizios. No, there was. Yeah. Just, so, so something interesting. Here's a thought for you. Um, yeah, go on. Do you know who was considered to direct this before Ridley Scott? Oh, I've got no idea. I thought. Um, I thought this had been on Ridley Scott's kind of slate for donkeys. Like I thought mm. this was like him going out to make this. Am well, I wrong I think, about that? No, I think yeah. So so originally um, it was Martin Scorsese who was considered to direct this. The studio and um, Robert De Niro was originally announced um, as being in talks to play Rodolfo Gucci, but dropped out, and Jeremy Irons was cast instead. Yeah, he was uh, the great ele- as well. Oh, he was. We'll get to him in a second. The election of De Niro was not casual. Um. If if he had accepted it, it would be his fifth movie with Al Pacino after The Godfather Two, Heat, Righteous Kill, and The Irishman, mm. um, which is a, which is an interesting fact. And then you know Martin Scorsese, De Niro, Al Pacino, like you're would basically it have been back too into much? that kind of. That's what I was thinking. You're kind of like you're basically right back into the 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 heat of things, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So do we want to talk about? I mean, let's let's do Al Pacino and um, Jeremy Irons together because. I mean, they were very different brothers, right? But they oh, were incredibly. Both, they were both wonderful. Yeah, um, they were. I mean, we did. We we didn't get nearly enough of Jeremy Irons no. for for my liking before the character was sadly killed off. But, what but Al Pacino as Aldo, though, oh, he was just he but, was so juicy. But they were him. both just such ludicrously like. And and let, 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 let's let's compare the three because there is the third one, right? Like like Elf in the Room, Jared Leto. Like let's go with it, right? Like because <sighs> because because like and, and let's use the th- like the two like Aldo, I you know properly, you know larger than life, loving, caring, just a genuinely nice nice man. Um, and then you've got you know you've got Rodolfo who's clearly hung up on his wife and clearly just you know well, hung up his dead wife fucking his wife died didn't he? but yeah, clearly yeah. just just a very bitter old man on going down a twisted route of just not wanting you know uh, to admit that he's wrong or you know yeah. or, you know he's and he's jaded in his in his ways and and I think that both of them played those two parts well. I must admit, I, I was particularly drawn to Jeremy Irons. Like, yeah. the subtleties and how much he moved his face. You know, there was almost just so little. You know, I, I think particularly the sequence where, Jer- you know, Jared Leto was there and was showing off the, the, the his his artwork and stuff or his drawings. And, and that that was just a, 
a wonderful sequence between those two and it was yeah. so satisfying for a number of reasons i mean the main reason because like it was great to see jeremy irons really flesh out his acting chops but also um it was nice to see him shoot down <laughs> jared oh leto. god yeah oh do you, do you want to take the reins on jared leto mate because i i know that i'm so guilt i'm so guilt i'm doing i i do this way too often but it, it, it's it has to be done i'm gonna quote Mark Kermode again. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> um, he, and he just summed up Jared Leto's performance in this um, uh, um, perfectly, where he just said he put on a fat suit and a bald cap, put on a silly accent, and then swallowed an entire jar of acting pills. Yeah. Oh, it was... <laughs> but, like, it was the way... And... He's accent. It was just like, what are yeah. you doing? He's yeah. like, he's just out there on his own, just doing this thing, and everyone just has to like act and react around him. I know, and it, it, like that, there was this, there's this horrible moment when you realize that most of his scenes are opposite Al Pacino, and he's doing this shit, <laughs> and you're like, wow. But then the realization hit me that he's getting directed, yeah, by Ridley Scott, and one. It's one thing to do that on on set in front of all these titanic people, yeah, and 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 then go well, no, that's that's ridiculous. But it's quite another thing for Ridley Scott to go and then go, yeah, no, that's exactly what I want. Yeah, let's put let's put that in the movie because that's is, very it's, interesting. It's, because it's I'd kind be kind of unacceptable though, isn't it? Like no, you, I, like, I'd be I, very happy to just completely rail on Jared Leto and just go, what a fucking ridiculous performance that was yeah. and it was but at the end of the day other people put yeah, it in the movie green, green lit it. Yeah. and he was directed to do so look it's not it, it's not like jared leto took the gucci scarf off the mantle decided to take a piss on it yeah and then yeah. and and everyone's going oh i don't know what he's doing he's going off book here but i don't know yeah, I, th- yeah, I, th- yeah. I think i think we'll the camera's keep rolling jim let's keep seeing what yeah, happens no, exactly. this is gonna we'll fall out where's he gonna go with this where's he gonna yeah, go with yeah. this what was yearning no i know about? what you're saying i do i hear what you're saying but it's one of these ones where i just like i i i, I mean i find him distracting like i'll say how i felt i felt i found him too oh, distracting i, well. I found I him too distracting well. i couldn't focus bonus points merit points uh, okay, well, and I also thought he didn't look that great. I think it looked weird. Like, it, it was did. really clear. It didn't look right. He didn't look like a normal human should look, if that no. makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, it did look like he was in prosthetics. Um, he did didn't walk, he, he was trying like to do... A... He was trying to do Christian Bale, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was yeah. totally. And, he, and he, he, didn't, he didn't walk like a fat person would. He walked like a skinny person in a fat suit. Yeah, he yeah. moved. Like he, the way that he was balanced, the way that he was poised, the way that he even like held himself. It yeah. was like someone who was learning. It, it, was, it was just bizarre. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, the, and I just noticed all these little subtleties and I wouldn't have noticed them if I wasn't so drawn. Like he just drew attention to himself. No, but, but like, that, that, that's what's so perfect. That's what's so perfect about that, that uh, curve old quote, which is that he'd swallowed a jar of acting pills because this is it's like what he thinks the like the great actors do is like yeah. all this that's the all thing this that larger than life yeah. stuff with absolutely zero depth whatsoever yeah. and you see him opposite all these great actors that are just doing such amazing things well they're making it look easy that's the yeah. thing they make it look easy and like you're right like if we get to the hard the, the, the hard part of this which is like um he he just like 
he just tried to overact. He tried yeah. to show how good he was, and he failed. And th- yeah. and there's nothing that you know we as humans r- revel in more is when a try hard or a you know someone who tries to do something fails miserably. You know, goes, I actually everybody watch me. I'm the best. Yeah, yeah. And then fails miserably. There's you know, and and I think it's like there's it's a palpable tension going into this, like. You know, Jared Leto has stained himself to the point where if he's in a movie up and coming, like, you know, wrongly wrongly as the audience are, they're going to be looking for him. They're going to be looking to catch yeah. out Jared Leto. Do you know, Do you know what's going to be really fascinating? If he's nominated. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. That, that's, that's another, what talk, I thought. That's like, another I thought talking point. Be, I mean, I thought the, he was aiming to be nominated. The, the, this movie is coming out in that window, and it's that kind of movie. And yeah. Let, lest we forget he has won an academy award he is an academy award-winning actor yeah like he is he, nobody will ever take that away from him yeah. he'll he'll want it again no what i was gonna say what was, what's gonna be really fascinating is morbius oh yeah 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 because that's a that's a leading role for him for him there and i wonder if he's just gonna be ridiculous in that as well i mean i must admit from what we've seen of him in the trailers I'm relatively comfortable. I think it's actually quite well cast. I was thinking about this the other day. Well, yeah, it could be the one that justifies it. It yeah. could be the thing where you're like, actually, no, this is the movie where actually I'm I'm fine with that. There's, but like, that's, that's him. Like good. that kind of. But like, they've kind of leaned into that, especially in that whole like the quote of was like, I'm I'm Venom, and he goes, no, just joking, that kind of stuff. Um, you yeah, know, that's Michael Morbius. I, like that. I, I, like I enjoyed that. that, and I and I look him how he's dressed in that costume. I'm like, yeah, they're they're giving that kind of like thirty seconds to Mars revival. You know like they're kind of like appropriating him because yeah. he, he was the lead singer of that band wasn't he yeah he was and, yeah, the, yeah. and the cult that followed <laughs> ah very good um i thought you meant the cult the band is like he was not the lead singer no no, no as in the literal cult <laughs> yeah 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 um what hang on what are you talking about jared leto started a thir- uh, uh a cult stop it you didn't know this no you're gonna have some serious fun googling this after what the is this i'm what not is this? even gonna spoil it for you okay. i'm talking white robe cabala bracelet nonsense like Amazing. um overcharging people to go meet him on a island or something like that it's, this oh, is like fire this is like fire island shit or fire, fire festival. festival fire oh, festival shit but God. jared leto in white robes pretending he's jesus Jesus Christ! Of course you exactly. Oh, honestly, Google it. You'll you'll scream. You'll you'll absolutely scream. <laughs> um, I mean, I've got a very big, long-winded fact. It's probably not that interesting. Just around the fact that there was actually quite a few more brothers and sons, and there was actually oh, excuse my yawning. There was actually a daughter as well. Um, so uh, you know, Rodolfo um had a had a daughter, um, uh, Grimalda. Um, Ugo had one child who Ugo was one of the brothers um, of of Rodolfo. There was is Ugo Vasco, um, Enzo. Um, there was about six of them, I believe, um, who who were all sort of a mist from this. There was actually two daughters that that Maurizio um, and Patricia have. They actually have two daughters. Not yeah, one. no, I, I so, read that because obviously one of the things I did when as soon as I got home from this movie was I I, I googled the Gucci family feud. True. Yeah, and and you know and. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. And Apparently, I do, yeah, go for it. Yeah, and, and I do. Uh, one of the most fascinating things to me, actually, apart from the whole family feud assassination thing, because mm. obviously that's the big drama of it. But yeah. 
that would be a game show wouldn't it family feud and assassination (laughs) at the end of family feud they they assassin there's an assassination but actually one of the things i found most fascinating was actually seeing the company the giant company slowly get taken away from the family yeah not maliciously it happens really organically and sensibly and like and you're like oh yeah well of course it did it would go that way but it it was kind of cold and depressing and hard Mm. to watch at the same time as well Mm. um until you know eventually you're you're just left with that message on the screen where there are no members Mm. of the gucci family left at gucci yeah and you're like oh that's kind of heartbreaking it is kind of heartbreaking yeah oh my god i mean if you were a gucci would you want to try and get back into that I mean, how do you, right? Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, because I've not, I've not done that much delving into, like, you know, the kind of where they are nowness mm, mm, of it. Mm, because mm. at first, I was like, "How many Gucci's are there?" Because if you're going by the movie, then it's it's literally like just the daughter, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas obviously, that, I know that that's not that's not well, true. Not that, I mean, there's not that many more because half of them did die. I mean, you know, it's it's. I think there is just two daughters. Um, you know, I probably could look at the list again but i can't be asked uh, what do you think about like the sets and the scenery and the costumes and stuff because ultimately like this is a fashion movie and i know we're yep. kind of running up against this i mean that's probably one of the most stylistic movies i've seen in so long from a mainstream perspective like that wasn't intended to be a st- you know i mean not like a movie that's intended to be a stylistic movie yeah just a standard movie obviously it has to be i i, I was just blown away by the costumes and the and the set design and, oh yeah, and, yeah. And, and it, it was perfect, wasn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. And like some really iconic. Oh, I'm gonna terrible English, but iconography. So we had like a Lamborghini Countach in there, mm, and we mm. had a uh, we had a you know a, a bright red Ducati yeah, driving yeah. through the Alps and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Just like oh yes, that's that's the stuff right there. And it was even just things like the the white polo necks or the white turtlenecks. Sorry, yeah, and, yeah. and like. You know, and all the the, the fez, the, the the ski the ski red ski jumpsuit. You know, like the kind of red leather one. It's just like I just thought the costume design was absolutely bang on. Like that'll definitely win that cost uh, that that Oscar, right? Like the yeah, the, I mean, the best I can't, costumes. I can't, I can't I can't think off the top of my head. Well, I mean, Dune maybe. I don't know. I was I was just about to say Dune. Yeah, between yeah. Dune and that one, it'll be it'll be one of those two. Uh, interesting, really useful. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, I've not got a huge amount more to chat around until to get to music. Um, so I can go into it then. Yeah. Got some songs. Like, yeah, we do. We do. So I think the 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 one that I, the, I mean, the one that really hit me the most was "On the Radio" by Donna Summer. Um, right. Which is the the one the toot toot, hey beep beep, toot toot, and it's a kind of um, it, it's very much a late seventies kind of like disco jam music. Like it's such a typical one. Um, yeah. you know, I'm just trying to think of like one another example where it's used. It's used in the Full Monty actually for a little bit, um, which is a fantastic movie and a fantastic soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, to that, and we'll get to that one day. Fuck, that'd be a good one to do on the show. We're going to look at the Full Monty next year, mate. Um, but but I think I think on the radio, it's it's a great it's a great Donna Summers ones. Obviously, it's 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 not quite your like your full hot stuff or any of that sort of stuff but it's a nice subtle one um and then you kind of have like that disco fever where they dance so it's kind of like that's the yeah, accompaniment yeah. one that kind of goes with this um which which i thought was was bloody good um we then cut into like so the, the what i really liked was 
the, the the Italian version of I'm a Believer when it was watching oh, yeah, um, I love when, that we're, one. when we were watching Maurizio on his first day in the truck yard like scooshing the water and they're like they all started to you know I yeah. thought that was lovely and again it showed Very Zoolander how, yeah exactly <laughs> but it showed how lovable he was and how like people just like him like people you know they, they like him for who he is not for his name yeah um, and when he's down on their level you know he's a, he's a guy that you can just get on with um, yeah loves football he loves football. It was yeah. great that sequence. Loves, but... <laughs> love, loves shagging in the HR office. Yeah, 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 exactly. But like, I just, I love that. Like, that was just, uh, I, I love that song choice. And I like the, like, you know, I'm a believer. Like, because it is a very, like, lovey-dovey song. But obviously with the yeah. Italian. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. Well, that's another question. What did you think about the fact that there was some Italian in this and some English? Were you put off by that at all? Oh, no, because I've only just realized that now that you've said it. Yeah. No, I, I didn't, didn't have a problem with that at all. No, neither do I. Neither no. do I. Yeah. I think it's just one of those things that movies do, really, isn't it? Um, I've got to say my favourite musical inclusion in this movie, and the reason why I love this musical inclusion in the movie is because I love this song. Um, so the song is Faith by George Michael. Oh. And it's used at a very particular part in the movie. I was guessing in my head and I got it wrong. Yeah, it was it was used in a very particular part of this movie. And the reason why I like it is because if you've heard Faith by George Michael, like the CD version, it starts with uh, like a church organ playing as if someone's walking down the aisle. Like it yeah. starts in that way. And when this, and in and, and this movie, that's how it's introduced. Like it's introduced because she's walking down the aisle and the church organ plays. And so the way that that song folds into the movie is is perfect. Yeah. And it's perfect because I've listened to that song hundreds of times. And I was watching her walk down the aisle and I went, oh, that, that organ sounds kind of like oh, faith. That kind of okay. sounds like it. I've heard this before. Do, 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 do. And I and in my head, my my head like I, my feet started tapping because in my head I was thinking, oh well, I guess it would be nice if I and then it played and then it was just wonderful. Touch your body, I know, and it was and it was it was cool because you had this upbeat song playing as as you had this like delicate sequence between the two of them. And yeah. what the music was telling you was that wasn't some big like. And here's the end of their story. Yeah, this yeah. is it. What the music was doing there was it was going, now things are going to get started. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. watch this space. Yeah, it's kicking, I, kicking it's, up a notch. Exactly. It was yeah. kicking it into gear. And I thought, great song choice for that sequence because it told us everything we needed to know. And then the montages started falling off the back of that. Um. So, yeah, I, I, I love that one there. Um. I'm just trying to think of the the other team. You know, here comes the rain again. With by the 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 Eurythmics, basically yeah. when when they were saying that she was pregnant, and you know they they were they were playing in the bath and they fell mm-hmm. in the bath and the clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I just I really enjoyed that one there. I feel loved by Donna Summers, like Aldo showing Maurizio his new office. Like I just thought it was a really really great sequence there that was being played. Um, another particular favorite of mine, and it's um if and it, it was it was like heralding the eighties and the real eighties vibe of it. And it's like there's no song that's more eighties. Than, than Blue Monday by New Order. I mean, you know, just like... Just just that. And it was playing the black the background during the Milan fashion show. So that, that, yeah. that is just quintessential. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that is just it right there. 80s, 
blue order that's the snapshot a new order blue monday you you just get it in there um and you know we did did a few little little classical pieces like the fifth you know we've got beethoven's fifth at one point which was um you know well uh it was during the scene while fitting paolo yeah so paolo had kind of had that um obviously you know andy whelan's most yeah but it was like it was like an 80s remix of it though yeah it was was, which which i'm like yeah no no not a fan yeah i quite like it i like that there's a really good version of um it's you'll hate this you listen to if you go on mashups like mash up your beats or something and it's the fifth big one's fifth with um gold digger from Kangy oh, West. God. It's quite good actually. Oh, I, I quite like that. it. Oh, it's yeah. quite good. It's quite good. Um a couple more that I want to talk around. Uh I really like Heart of Glass, anytime Blondie's played. Um I love that song. And it was played when Aldo was running into Paolo while he's on the payphone at the airport. Um, you know that sequence where he kind of like he's not seen him because he's been in prison for ages and he comes oh, out oh yeah and, and he can't find his car oh, oh. it's a Fiat 600 it's a Fiat 500 I can't find my car uh, oh yeah. no I cannot find my car and was, it was like chill Mario fucking chill like he yeah, just needs me taking down um, and yeah and then Ashes to Ashes which is you know a classic David Bowie song when Maurizio's Photoshop when um, it's, it's in the Photoshop when Maurizio is, is, uh, is talking to Anne in his office so like our Anna in the office and I, I just I loved getting a bit of Bowie in here like it's totally appropriate to throw some of the Bowie in so like George Michael is it ever David not appropriate Bowie, to throw Don, Bowie in I know right George Michael David Bowie um you know um Blondie Donna Summers like it's a studded like score like there's a yeah. l- um, like it, and it's very good and it's the subtleties do you know what I was almost reminded of it's kind of similar to Inglorious Bastards. A lot of the music in this, if you were to track like there's classical yeah, you're not pieces wrong, of music, actually. and then there's like eighties weird kind of quirky music, like upbeat stuff. Like there's a lot of comparisons. I think kind of, and also there's the there's the Ita- there's the Italian connection exactly. as well because yeah. obviously Inglorious Bastards is basically a spaghetti western set yeah. in World War Two. Yeah, yeah. So I I in thinking about that. I'm really impressed by this. I'm really impressed with the song choices. I'm really impressed with how they fold into the movie. I'm really satisfied by that. Ah, well, we've managed to drag ourselves from there was movies, there was music in this movie to, oh, the music was really good in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, but like, you know, it's only coming around to it from like exploring them and going through them. But like, they, what the point is though, like, I didn't walk away from this thinking about the songs and the movies. Like, I had to reach out to them and find out to them and find why. So, and and I, I give it the benefit of the doubt. Like, I've not, I've not watched this movie a hundred times. Would you watch this movie again? Would, yes. Will I? Almost definitely not. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought too. Because these biographies are quite draining, aren't they? They and are. And also, I don't I don't find myself wanting to watch them again that no. much. No. Uh, or need, or needing to. Would, yeah. would, yes. Like if somebody said, oh, we're planning on watching this, I'll be like, yeah, fine. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. But so I wouldn't go against it. Well, Alex, there's only one question to ask you, mate. And that is, how many thumbs up would you give? I'm going to give it two, Calm. 
I think I'm going to give it two. I think the music choices were very appropriate for this yeah. movie. And I really enjoyed the movie. I yeah, think it was too. a really good package. I don't think it suffered from anything. There was nothing that I wish they didn't do. And everything they did do, I thoroughly enjoyed. Magic. Fabulous. Gucci. <laughs> forward yeah let's move it um cool um are we doing hawkeye then as, yeah. as per the, the rules say that we wrote yeah we wrote the rules we can change those you know that we can we can we do what we but, want but, but in this case uh, we want to talk talk hawkeye. Oh, we, but we want to but we want to follow the rules don't we we do we do we're, it's we're, like we're it's like it's like when you're i don't know if you ever do this you know when like ilham goes away for <laughs> you know I'll, I'll i'll change this to my perspective maybe you can read when when maddie's away right i i often think to myself Oh, I don't have to go to bed and go to bed when I want. I, oh, I can do yeah, what I, I can do, do what I want. I can eat I what I that. want. But typically, I just find myself still eating the same food and going to bed at the same time. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, oh, fuck. I like my one of my favorite Alan Partridge quotes um, is when he's like, he's he's his wife like or his girlfriend leaves him and he's like he goes to a gentleman's club and he's like, I don't even want her anyway. All this sort of stuff. Probably just be a bloke tonight. Just have a night to myself. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what happens my, with me. He's like, I'm not even going to brush my teeth. Probably sleep in my trousers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. Oh, I'll tell you what happens to me though. So yeah, Elham goes away, and the first night, I'll stay till two. I'll stay up till two in the morning playing the Xbox, right? Mm, mm. And then I'll wake up and I'll go. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> yeah, and then you'll do it again. <laughs> no, no, I don't. It's just that first night, and then the next yeah. time, the next time it's like 11 p.m. or something. Yeah, yeah. Something sociable. Cool. So, um, what did you think of Hawkeye episode three? I liked it. It's full spoilers um, as well. What's that? Full spoilers. Full spoilers. Yeah. I mean, great episode, wasn't it? It really was. Good. Yeah. It's really kind of finding its pace, its its rhythm, and, and mostly because it was, um, yeah, it was pretty relentless as far as the direction goes. We, there yeah. wasn't any, there wasn't really any meandering around any uh, supporting cast or the other kind of players involved. It was really just really focused on hawkeye and what's her face yeah yeah um k bishop that's the one <laughs> yeah thank nice. you I, I think it just i think it just you're right but like the action started it didn't really let up either which is what i really enjoyed about it um and god the production's brilliant like production quality is fantastic isn't it there is there was a couple of shonky cgi bits where i was like ouch mm. Well, um, you know, but for a TV series, like oh, we've come for, so far. For a TV series, yes, but the, the, it was one of the trick arrows, and it was the one that pulled all the Christmas trees into the car. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. those Christmas trees were like, Ooh, yeah. They were, and there was they there was a little rendered. bit. <laughs> there was a little rendered. bit. There was a little bit of like the bubbling purple foam, which I thought was yeah, yeah. Quite, quite interesting. So, do we? So let's I guess talk up top. You know, Maya. Or Echo, as she's being created, you know she's, oh, yes. um, you know Alakwa Cox is the the character, the the actor. Sorry, well attempted. I, I, Good I job. I cannot pronounce Good it. Job. Alakwa Cox. 
Um, not a huge amount known about her. Um, so she obviously, she's in the upcoming Echo series, um, but really not known for much. In fact, not known for anything. So I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm jumping to a conclusion here, but obviously she plays a deaf character in, in Hawkeye and in Echo. And I would imagine the reason is because she is a deaf actor. Um, yeah. And ultimately it's because of things like this, Marvel, and, and, and because Marvel provides very inclusive roles, that she's been given this opportunity to be able yeah. to play this, this part. Which yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Is cool. Yeah, very like, cool. Like, great. <laughs> like, genuinely, like, that's cool. Um, so, you know, and, and I and I think, like, I like it how it's like, w- no, we need to put these characters in there because people need to have someone that they can identify with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a double, like, it, it benefits everyone, one of those one No, of those it things. does. And I, I personally don't feel like I'm not getting everything from this character. But, like, but she's it's... delivering everything on a plate, just, you know, in a language that's not... And it goes one stage further, right? Because you can hate Disney and Marvel all you want for being these big conglomerates and stuff. But like what they're doing isn't rocket science. That's the thing about it. It's like anyone else could have done this. But like if you hedge your bets on just like the same old tried and tested looking sounding people, you're obviously like you're but like the idea that you're limiting a market for identifying some of these things, like it's just nuts. And I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I just think it's Crazy. awesome. Like it is just really quite cool. Um, so I love it. So, so the the other thing we want to talk around was was all the the, the action, that the cool car chase sequences. And there was so many little hints and nods throughout this. I don't know if you you picked up on stuff. So the seventy two Stingray, which they kind of like the car. You know when they show the two cars, the first yeah. car and the second car. That first car, I'm sure it was pretty clear to you. That was Hawkeye's original car during the comic run series of the, um, yeah. the challenger yeah exactly yeah, yeah. So, so i'm sure that was pretty much presented to the audience on a plate even if they didn't know it um and obviously we got the, the dog was named pizza dog the dog's actually called lucky in the comics um, right okay but it's it's pizza dog or i think it sometimes gets called too in the comics as well which is which is quite a nice wink and a nod um but i mean the uh, the real fun part of this was the the weird quirky gadgets that were coming out of the arrows because yeah. we've never really seen that from the avengers like we've seen a few different arrows we've seen some you know like some odd things we've seen the usb arrow before i think we've seen enough arrows to know that he has an arrow for every occasion somewhere in his quiver mm. like genuine off guard i was drinking water yeah no you're right um but it was, I think it was nice, like what that basically was, was it was like a cut and paste sequence of all the arrows we've ever seen, but in one sequence. Yeah, but there was some, of, yeah. There was some fun and quirky ones and the whole thing with the plunger, like I thought it was great. Yeah, the plunger um, one was funny, yeah. Yeah. Um, what, anything else you want to go into? I mean, the other thing I was going to chat around was the big bad as well. The big bads? Yeah. Which Vincent D'Onofrio confirmed? Are we, are we going with this? I don't know. Has he confirmed? It sounded like his laugh. That's all I'm Did saying. Did it? It sounded like his laugh. Interesting. Maybe, well, I... maybe I'm just projecting. Maybe I'm just projecting. But I'm. I, I think Kingpin confirmed. Yeah. It's gotta be. It's gotta be like you know, uh, New York crime guy, and also fucking huge with a big suit. Yeah. Like yeah, it's it's Kingpin. I I, yeah. I would I would put money on that being Kingpin, but it's whether or not it's Vincent D'Onofrio or not is what interests me. And mm. I personally think that was his laugh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Mm. 
That's fair. Yeah. And so I fair. and so I think it's going to be him, and I think that's going to be fantastic. Hmm. Trying to think, the hand, the crest, martial arts, Memphis, aka Kingpin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the hand that caresses young Echo's chin at her martial arts class is likely belongs to Wilson Fisk. Yeah. So which will be the Kingpin? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that's pretty fair. And the other character who I think might be teased and potentially could be up and coming. Um, would you be shocked if we've got an Ant Man cameo? Because there's been quite a lot of hints at Ant-Man throughout Well, this. obviously he used Everything a Hank from... Pym arrow, which was but, cool, yeah. by the way. Ridiculous even, and cool. Even the way that he kind of they like held that sequence up, it was the same way. Remember in Civil War when Ant-Man was the end of the arrow and it kind of it was the same frame. Um there there was also things like what what's what's also irked me is in a lot of like in the musical, the Rogers musical. Ant Man the was there. One. Yeah. yeah, but Ant Man was there. Yeah, and when we saw the comic characters in the street, Ant Man was there. Like, I think it's one of these things that they're trying to say, which is like Hawkeye. The general public in the MCU are ambivalent to Hawkeye. They're not really that bothered right. by him. That he's like they take him or leave him. You know, and he's like, and she's even going like, you've got to work on your like marketing. He's like, I don't care about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like Ant Man is clearly like a fan favorite within the MCU. If you know what I mean, like the people inside the MCU love Ant-Man. And I wonder if he's going to show up and there's going to be that kind of weird thing. Like, oh, everyone knows him and everyone loves him. And everyone's like, who's this guy? Do you know what I mean? Like, and that maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I I, I, I can't see it amounting to much more than a cameo, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. Yeah. What else have you got moving forward? What else have I got? There was a trailer released. Mm-hmm. There's two trailers released. There was a couple of trailers released, but there was one trailer that's just... I, I absolutely loved it. It was the new Matrix Peace, trailer. Oh, Peacemaker. No, Peacemaker. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was James... James anything in James Gunn. No, no, no. Yeah. The Matrix... The new Matrix trailer. Matrix yeah. Resurrections trailer. And, like, I really liked the first Matrix um, trailer, like, whenever it came out, like a month, two months ago, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, now, yeah, but yeah. this one is intriguing yeah it's good it was good it was really and what i liked about it was it was totally different for the first trailer the way that the kind of the faces were coming out of the square box yeah 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 Yeah, it was crazy but it 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 really asked some questions about what we're going to see in this movie because obviously as far as we're aware neo's dead right Mm, yeah end, i mean i haven't actually of... seen i haven't seen matrix 2 and 3 so i'm gonna have to you know watch them. You, you know you're gonna have to yeah i know yeah oh yeah but they're quite short you'll you'll get through them in an evening i reckon but <laughs> are they actually quite short yeah they are i think they're like i think they're under an hour and a half oh, I think. very, Maybe? Good. very sure. good i can't remember i might be talking nonsense but okay. this one very much seemed to tee up the idea that this was going to be like a retelling of Neo's awakening. Yeah. But as if it's kind of already happened before, there's a very big emphasis on the deja vu and mm. stuff like that. And then lots of um like line quotage from Jonathan Groff's character, who's all but confirmed to be the reincarnation of Smith. I yeah, reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon that's yeah. that that's pretty apparent in from this trailer. Yeah, um, yeah. About you know saying, well, why would we, um, 
just use the same code as before and just have like you know new code which is you know why this world looks so like shiny and different and new mm. and but it's kind of going over I like the idea that they're not afraid to basically do the Matrix one again, but like put it put this the this film of a new reality over it because yeah, it's totally yeah. in keeping with the themes and the ideas of the Matrix in the first place. So it kind of they they've gotten away with it, so it doesn't feel like they're just doing a remake in the same way that say The Force Awakens is a remake of A New Hope. Yeah, for yes, for, yes. For example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it's and it is appropriate to the the context of the film, isn't it? Like yeah. it's the idea that oh, what if we're all living in the matrix? Oh, you're just feeding us the same movie again. Like there is a little bit of that. Yeah, it's kind, kind of, of your thinking, yeah. isn't it? It's like hey, full on new audience for falling for the same thing again, but just an updated version, like a new model of kind the of matrix. yeah. That's I, what I, I was think, thinking. I think whatever happens, this is going to be such an interesting movie. Yeah. It's gonna be really good, isn't it? Like, I I, think... I can't see it being bad. No, I honestly neither can I. Both the trailers are so good. I mean, but we... where does that come from? Where does that come from? Right? I don't now? know because I, I f- when we did the Matrix recently, you were like pretty ambivalent. Always, you're like, oh, I don't really care about the Matrix. It's like just one of those things. The aesthetics yeah. of like oh, just not my but I jam. Think that was and... it. I think it is, it's not my jam. It's also I think it it just takes itself too soon. Like it reminded me of people who used to wear leather jackets growing up and glasses and thinking that oh, I'm Neo. I'm the it's just a bit like like I, yeah. I just I've been burned by those sort of people who just been yeah so I know but then influenced by that movie it's just like it's like it's like broken it for me yeah I know but then what is it about this upcoming Matrix that's like really I think it's like, Keanu ooh. Reeves I think it's the rebranding like I think it's just that modern twist it's 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 they're they're moving I think all all of the kind of the cool sunglasses sequences and stuff will be done just with a lot more like a lot more um foresight almost as opposed to yeah. just like do you know it's, it's just a little bit more it's the awareness like it just it just i think for me the original matrix was oozing in a lack of self-awareness whereas right. this movie is really putting that kind of self-awareness front and center not only for the themes of the film and we've talked about how it's kind of a reinterpretation of the old story therefore yeah. quite appropriate but also the car, the cat, the like the the costumes and the characters in in keeping with the original traditional style, but also mod modernizing it for a new yeah, audience. Yeah. But but finally, like the reason why I think everyone's thinking this is going to be fantastic, it's going to be great, is like say how it is, like Keanu Reeves can't really do wrong. Like no, he's just he is, one of the most he, lovable people. One of those right actors, now. isn't he? Yeah. Like he he is so loved. Like, there's nothing that that guy can do wrong. And I was thinking this, right? Because when I was writing the facts for this, and obviously one of the facts was Chris Evans was going to be um, Maurizio Gucci in House of Gucci. I was potentially there. And when I wrote Chris Evans, a brief moment of my mind was cast towards the radio presenter, Chris Evans. And you (laughs) remember... Exactly, but we laugh, right? And do you remember, like, he just did the morning radio. That was his thing. He did one series of Top Gear, and the the, the fans went bananas. And un un like unfairly so. Yeah. But yeah. unfairly so, right? When you look back at it, you're like, he wasn't that fucking bad. Like he was just doing what he thought the job was to do. But it's amazing how much the audience reaction just totally like yeah, but took over that. The fan tribalism behind that original trio. 
and that decision yeah and that decision is it still exists to this day like you know Mm. the obsession with clarks and hammond and may and stuff like that Mm. they're kind of they're weird because they they should have been like by all rights they should have been cancelled like years ago but they've not been I don't oh, know. No, 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 on the BBC, look, right? Phil no, 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 no. Look, look, look. I, I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not like a, a very harsh critic of critic of like um, cancel culture. No, I hate cancel culture as a general thing. I think you know people can say it well, but if you go onto YouTube, right, and you type in like worst things Clark, Clarkson Hammond may have ever said or something like that, I, I refuse to believe that there aren't things that they said that you, that you would not go. Oh my god, no, that's bad. You can't you can't you just can't. I don't you, know. you just can't. I, I always but I always watch them saying it's been like the sort <coughs> of people that watch that show are are not the sort of people that open themselves up to be offended in that way. Like in the same way that like yeah, I get it. It's like mainstream TV and stuff, but it had a certain audience. Yeah. And it didn't get cancelled. It took an off-air dispute for them to get cancelled. So Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think the evidence was there. Like, it was it was appearing in a in a relatively woke time, pushing some fair boundaries, and there was a there was an element of like grace and good nature to them. I think, like as individuals, like they were almost playing parts. Yes, I think, I think on that, a whole, think... yes, but they stepped over the line several times, and uh, and, and in those char- isolated I think their characters instance. did though. But like, I think their characters stepped over the line. Like that's what I'm thinking. Like I think if you if you look back, and I think you know I read this. Like they got away with this for so many years because it was like the Richard Hammond you see on the TV isn't the Richard Hammond who's at home. Like he's playing a character of himself. Like there is a caricature nature to it. Yeah, but it it does it doesn't excuse like just blatant offensive racism and things like that. Was it there it much doesn't. Of that? What was there much of that? Look right. You know the eeny meeny miny mo thing. Oh yeah, he yeah, definitely yeah. said the n word under his breath. You Did can't, he? you 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 just you can't convince me that he didn't do that, or yeah. at the very least, do it with a uh, like sly nod and a wink. Like people know, people know. Oh really? What, what yeah. word goes in here? I know what you're and talking then, about. And then but the I other thing, really when remember. when they did the Southeast Asia one, um, the bridge uh, over the Wai thing. About- and he said, "Oh, there's a slope on the bridge where there's a, a, a there's a Vietnamese person walking the other way. Like, yeah, you, you can't yeah. you can't say things like that. Yeah, it doesn't matter know, if it's a character or not. I know, I know what you mean. Actually, yeah. Well, I will say though, there are racist characters in film and TV, though. But I guess it's how they're it's the narrative that they're still the goodies." You know what I mean? Like that. Like I mean, you're, you're, I think it, you're, you're it's, arguing. It's you're arguing against somebody that has the same that has the same opinion as you. Like yeah. I like these guys. I do. I I like is, the content, the, and I the get their yeah. I get their shtick. But you did you? But see you can't just forgive everything that they've ever said and done. Did you Did you see the trailer for the new uh, their new French road trip? I did. Yeah, it looks yeah. like. It looks way more top geary. Like they're dropping cars from cranes and things like that. Yeah, it did. I'll, I'll, be honest, to I'll be honest, I didn't really like Lockdown. Did you know, I don't know what I it was, was about it? I thought it was quite charming, but I think if we weren't from Scotland, I mean, I don't well, exactly. Re- That's the thing. I, but what you got to remember is I watched that like the week after I had just done that road trip to Sky. Oh, yeah. Okay, like, you remember, fine. I yeah, drove yeah, from yeah. Edinburgh to Sky. Yeah. Um, and then watched that like the week after. So I thought it was yeah. really good. Um, yeah, I forgot, but I forgot, but we didn't talk about that. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that when it comes out. I think it's the 29th of, is it not actually? It's out for, De- it's out for December, isn't it? The Christmas, um, that, that yeah, French it's soon. one. Yeah, it's soon. Yeah. yeah, it's coming out. So that'll be, that'll be nice to sit and watch. 
um, hungover. <laughs> the Peacemaker had a trailer. Yeah, it did. It looks like a trailer. It just looked like a trailer, didn't it? Yeah. I can't tell what this is about or what's happening in this. No, yeah. Um, I mean, fine, I guess. Like, yeah. But... I mean, I suppose it's maybe about him questioning his role as a blunt instrument and that whole kind of like you know i don't care how many men women and children i have to kill to get peace kind of thing maybe questioning yeah. that that whole thing of a bit of character development and part of me is like of course you are and then the other part of me is like why yeah. why are you trying to make me care about this supposed deep character why can't it just be like a really stupid tv series about yeah, yeah. um john cena and tighty whitey's going around just killing everyone yeah, for really yeah. dumbass reasons i don't know i, I i'm not convinced this is good this is going to be incredible it, no it might be it might be really good i i i i would be willing to bet it's meh he kind of he kind of plays that slack jawed kind of like not quite a full deck of cards kind of guy yeah. quite well doesn't <laughs> he, he does doesn't he like it is quite it is quite interesting and like i guess they make him quite endearing in this but like yeah I wonder, like, I've often found, like, and I did think this on The Suicide Squad, like, they are, like, all of the characters, like, the edginess that they had to, like, none of them were particularly, like, they were all arseholes at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? Which, whether you like it or not, like, you didn't finish it going, maybe Danielle Malquire's Ratcatcher too, but you didn't finish it going, oh, but they're nice people. You finish it going, like, yeah. ah, they're all still arseholes. Yeah, yeah, And he yeah, was yeah. just For as sure. big an arsehole. And so, you know, it was quite, quite appropriate. For sure. Um, before we wrap up, just one other little announcement. Um, Cole, uh, Col- uh, Colby Smolder is set to reprise her role in Secret Invasion oh. as Maria Hill. Um, not a huge amount to go on there on the Secret Invasion, but I'm pretty sure that will be Samuel L. Jackson, Colby Smolder storyline. Yeah, hopefully. Of. Hopefully, yeah. I- I'm just waiting to see if, if um, Sammy J is cast, but he should be, right? He should be, yeah. Well, I've not nearly had my fill of Sammy J in the MCU, no. but um, I mean, how many more years can he do it? Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Well, the guy's in his mid seventies, is he not now? Yeah, like he looks incredible, doesn't he? Right. He looks incredible for yeah. his age. Looking forward to Secret Invasion. I think it's going to be one of these ones that that will creep up on us, and then all of a sudden be on our screens in a week's time, and we'll be like, "Holy shit, this looks great!" And like, thank you Disney for feeding us more because we were going to starve. Uh, on all the content that you constantly throw out. Yeah, I know, right? Um, did you want to quickly Mrs. Maisel trailer? I've not seen it yet. Yeah, season, but you've you've watched four. you've watched Mrs. Maisel, right? Yeah, all, all the first three seasons. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's, it's a charming show. It's such a great show. But yeah, they just dropped the season four announcement trailer. It's coming out at the end of February. Oh, the the show or the trailer? Oh, the show is coming out at the end of February. They oh, cool. they've already dropped the trailer, and the trailer is really really good. It's, I mean, it's what you'd expect. It's the it's the continuation of the story. Like she's, yeah. you know, just trying to make it, and she's putting her foot down. It. She wants to be a headliner act this time. That's basically what the trailer is about. Sounds but good. It's great. Excellent. Well, um. Alex, what do they have to do now? Well, now they've got to get themselves onto the Apple Podcast app. Find us on there. Give us a cheeky little five-star rating, if you please. Uh, you can also leave us a review on there. If you don't mm-hmm. want to leave us a review, you can tell us your favorite movie, your favorite movie mm-hmm. soundtrack. We love to see, read, and hear 
all of it. No, we we do. We do, and, and he always sounds like he doesn't. But we genuinely love it. Like we genuinely like. We get little every time we get one. We're like, oh, we got butterflies. We got little butterflies. Yeah. Butterflies. We around, yeah. We dance around in circles, clapping our hands together. Yeah, we absolutely do. We are on lots of other platforms where you can find you like to listen to your podcasts, like Spotify. Acast app, Amazon, Google, you know, bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get more directly in touch with us, we have an email address as well. Yes, that is motionspod at gmail.com. And um, you can also catch us on the gram. And thank you very much to our wonderful graphics designer, KTC Graphics Design, who not only did the lovely cover art that you can see, but also has provided a little treat for you all, uh, ladies and gentlemen, hasn't, hasn't, hasn't they, Alex? Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you decided to get one of our lovely um, prints to decorate your wall, it's, they're kind of movie themed. They're really quite nice. Mm. As a listener of the podcast, you can get 20% off if you enter the code MotionsPod20 at checkout. There you go. Next week, we don't... There is a plan, isn't there? I've there not is. We're going to do yet. a Christmas movie. Oh, that's right. Of we're course we are. We're going to do a Christmas we movie. We haven't decided what one we're doing yet. I... I've got a suggestion. I know what the suggestion is. You you don't. What was it? Well, well you have to guess first, because well, if I tell you... Of... It's no, 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 no. It's just I know what you're going to say. I'll just confirm. <laughs> No, I, 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 were you going to say Elf? No, I wasn't going to say Elf. I hate Elf. Were you, do you actually? Why do you hate Elf? Oh, it's too much Will. Is it too much Will? There's it's a too lot much of will. will. There is a lot. Of, is it a Wonderful Life? It's, it's a Wonderful not. Life. Okay, is it Jingle All the Way? No, it's not. Is it um, Deck the Halls? No, it's not. Um, you oh, you want to do Die Hard? Don't no, you? I don't. Uh, no, we did done. Die Hard. We've and I know we did. Hard. That's why I'm not saying Die Hard. Okay, what is it then? The Santa Claus. Mate, we did that last year, you absolute cretin. We did Literally, Die Hard we, last year. No, we did the Santa Claus last year. You, Honestly, Alex, you're going to get beaten around the head. We did the Santa Claus. <laughs> well, that's just a and funny then we moment d- you can just keep in then. We did the Santa Claus and we did Home Alone last year. So do we do Home Alone 2? But then how many Christmas movies did we do last we year? We did like eight of them last year, Alex. Jesus. I know, we went fucking me- we went overboard with the christmas presents did we just do planes trains and automobiles and then went straight into christmas is that what yeah, happened I think, I think so. bloody hell let's go back and listen oh yeah great i'm gonna leave we'll discuss this off air thank Fabulous. you very much for listening until then bye now all right guys ta-ta